Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Fetch Everyone Weekly podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers, and everyone. Some websites put their best features behind a what, Katie? A paywall. Yeah, oh. Shame on them. Just shame on them. <laughs> it's up to them. No. But we don't do it. No, that's right. We don't do it, but... It's up to them. Yeah, yeah, okay. But you get the best people by not doing that and you listeners are testament to that fact so good on you so uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your comments and questions and blah today we talk about smiling the pricey memorial 10k and how far's podcast music which you've just heard a little snippet of so tell us what you think about that I'm joined here by the lovely Katie, who's grinning at me from over our recording box. Well, everyone knows I'm here because I've already said paywall and um, also got my brain thinking about whether we are legally allowed to say that we have the best people. So I'll get the legal team on that later. Okay. (laughs) You know the legal team. The legal team, yeah. yeah. You mean the dogs? Yeah. Okay. Um, Release the hounds. (laughs) Oh, she's oh. barking. We've just put her away because she was sort of tippy tapping all over the floor with her, and her nails were going <laughs> just as I was doing the intro. So we've put her away. So now she's taken to barking mm. randomly. Yes. Yeah. Stop now. What me? Am no, I she's stopped right? Now. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll continue. Anyway, so you wanted to talk about smiling. So and and I remember this from. We were traveling in the car the other day yeah. and you suddenly looked at me and said, would it be better if I <laughs> I had my face like this all the time? And you looked at me with this kind of like, like painted on grin. It wasn't supposed to be a painted on grin. My, what I was aiming at was <laughs> kind of a gentle smile. Yeah. But the thing is, it's really hard to make that non-creepy. Yeah. But so what, what it did brought this do, on? but what it, well... Sometimes when I'm doing yoga with Adrian, which a lot of uh, the yoga fetchies use Adrian, but there are there are other yogis available, and she quite often says during um, her her workouts, and and now just lift the corners of your mouth, um, and if if you do that, it is weird because it does automatically make you feel slightly better somehow. <laughs> I mean, he's doing it at me now, Fetchies, and it's, it is a bit strange. But but the thing that was quite nice in the car is that we then practised having faces that were resting in smiling, and um, it made for quite a quite a yeah. fun little... It helped the M25 whiz by. It did. I'm just wondering that if maybe all of us tried doing a little bit more gentle smiling this week, whether it would lift up all of our moods. Yeah. Just can a, can just we give a it a thought. go now? Can we have a mass sort of mass yeah. smile? So if you're listening to this now, just lift the corners of your mouth. Mouth. And if you're with someone... <laughs> lift turn... the corners of their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
But yes, but don't do that. If you're with someone, (laughs) just smile at them and see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) This felt like a really good idea to talk about this. I reckon it is a good idea because we're we're both like wetting ourselves laughing now. So excuse me, my pelvic floor is excellent. Drying yourself laughing. I don't know what. How would you say that? Anyway. Um, right, I just thought it was... Put itself together, stop being so happy. It's relevant because it's a, it's a form of training and this is a training website and I think we should all train ourselves to smile a little bit more than Well, hell do. yeah, if you feel good. Yeah. Everything's better, isn't it? So, so that, was, that was that really. Yeah. Let's do me. Um, I've had a recovery week this week because last Saturday I went at it at Parkrun and that went really well, but then just I ran the following day as well, cycled about 10 miles as well, which caveat, I know that's not a lot for a lot of you cyclists, but um, that's quite a bit for me on top of everything. So this week I've just had, I've done one long run of uh, eight miles, which is nice and relaxing and listen to some other podcasts as I was going. Um, but I've done no speed work. So, um, yeah, that's been a nice, nice chill-out week for me. I've had quite a busy week training-wise, and it probably wasn't the best thing to do, bearing in mind that I gave blood uh, about 10 days ago now. I don't know. I don't know whether it just wasn't on my mind very much or whether I was sort of being determined not to let it affect me or, or what, really, but... Giving blood is no big deal for me. I really don't feel like it has that much of an impact. But it was very slow this time. It took 12 minutes. Um, And that seemed to be to do with the needle placement. Anyway, I then kind of got on with life and had a very busy weekend last weekend with training. And and the beginning of the week, I started to feel quite tired. And by the time we had our day trip to the Isle of Wight on Wednesday, I was really, really tired. And on Thursday, I had to give in and just really Flop. flop, not do anything particularly luckily I had a quiet work day and and all of that but yeah so this week I have done I think three runs um I so all of them were run walks apart from yesterday's managed to do a continuous three mile run yesterday so that was pleasing no problem from the foot at all um and I've done uh is this right I've done one two three four five that's not going into last week if you're looking at swims. Yeah, but then, yeah, so four swims. So you basically swam Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Friday and Sunday, so... Yeah, yeah, quite a few swims. So I think it's been reasonably um, heavy duty. And one of the swims was my longest swim this year. Um, yeah. So good, all positive for me, really. My body is not massively um, reacting or injured or anything like that. I'm just quite tired and I think that's to be expected. Yes, some comments from users. Trin says uh, she's hoping to come to join us at the Bedford Bridges run on the 13th of July. Um, So we've got a date confirmed for that now and it is, unsurprisingly, the 13th of July. (laughs) managed to get that right as Katie was having some coffee and it nearly got all over me. Um, So yeah, 13th of July in Bedford, that's Bedford, UK for all our foreign listeners. Mm. Um, And we're just going to run about six-ish miles 
and go over as many bridges as we can and then go to the pub and have a meal or something like that. So We will try and make sure that we include Pigeon Bridge and indeed Gassy Bridge, but we can't, well... Can't, we can't make any promises. We can't make any promises. Yes. <clears throat> so, But do come and join us if if you can. And there's a thread called the Bedford Bridges Challenge in the forum. Seek that out and declare yourselves and interested. And maybe we should book a table somewhere as well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That. And sort out a route and work out uh, exactly how we're going to do all of this. Got but ages yet. Yeah. Yeah, let's not worry about it. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, so Claire1976 has just joined us on the podcast listening, which is really lovely. We love hearing about people that have just started listening. And um, her decision was to just binge listen the whole lot. So she's listened to the whole lot right up until today. So welcome, Claire. It's lovely to have you on board. Um, and she was also mentioning that um, she's been fetching for 12 years. Yeah. And, of course, the site is nearly 15 years old this September. So uh, getting a little bit teenage. Yeah. <laughs> a bit rebellious. Yes. Um, it's not fair. So let us know if you're new and uh, to listening or if you're new to Fetch or if you're old to Fetch and old to listening. Just tell us yeah. anything. Yeah, go for it. Happy G suggested that we have some kind of intro and outro. Well, uh, did you hear that? That was a bit <laughs> of an intro or an outro. Um, so we'll be playing a little bit more from that a bit later on. Um, I think we should play the whole thing. It's so lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. And he also confirmed my Hobbit theory, which is good. Him and some of his mates were doing a run and making lots of Lord of the Rings references. So yeah, I, it's definitely a thing. I'm sure it's a thing. Well, I've <clears throat> spoken to one of our um, top ultra runners on fetch um the recent member of the month winner run, run hammy run. run and he's also recently he came first in the thames path challenge which is 100 miles and at the weekend just gone he came third in south downs way 100 yeah um he's pretty good then he's quite good yeah, yeah. he's quite good he's reasonable right. yeah he's he's a good reference you know yeah. if you want to talk to an ultra runner in one sense he is, but in another sense, because he is pretty, pretty fast, what he was saying was, and I'm sorry to say this, but he's never imagined himself being a hobbit. So I'm sorry to break that to you, but um, he's never done that. <clears throat> Wizard of any kind? He's really so focused on his, his whole event and um, he, he is a bit of a machine. So he stays focused for those, yeah. those entire hundreds of miles. He's clearly um, an outlier. But he's promised that if he ever does start to think of himself as carrying the one true ring, uh, that he'll let us know. So we, we'll you know, keep your hopes up. Yeah, oh, we've planted that seed now. So yeah. uh, hopefully he'll go on to win more ultras. Yes. And eventually, I don't know, start writing poetry about it. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. What else um, we got? And the other one we had was people talking about um, how their accents change. So this started with ITG and her Scottish accent and not being Icelandic. Yeah, she said, uh, I'll do another one in the middle of winter when I'm, I'm stuck in Iceland and, and you might hear a, a different accent entirely. So, yeah, go for it. Um, and I know that I certainly sound more Welsh in certain circumstances. 
So a site feature to make you all aware of, and it's to do with the route matching thing. Um, for those of you who are not sure what that is, when you go to an entry in your training log, you'll see a couple of little green buttons just above the map. Um, and the one button says this is your second out of, uh, second best out of three attempts. And the other button says like your 11th out of 59 fetches or whatever. Um, now I did Great Denham Park Run, um, last Saturday and I was looking at that list and there were lots of anonymous people on that list. And I thought to myself, well, it's not really necessary to sort of make those people anonymous in this case because it's a public route. So everybody knows Great Denham Park Run is no one's going to come and pinch anything from your house because you've you know, showing yourself up on this particular list. So what I've done is when the system finds a route that's public, so it can be all of the park runs, it can be any of the popular races or a lap around the serpentine or, or something like that. When it finds a public route, it will show more people in that list. And you can still hide yourself if you don't want people knowing anything about your training, you can still go to the hit the settings button in your training log and go to the share settings and switch it to like no one, no one to see anything. Um, but it just gives you more opportunities to find people to, uh, clamber above on that particular ladder. So, um, I found it quite nice to see all those extra names. So if that's a cause for concern for anybody, then just drop me a line, but I've hopefully judged it right. So it won't be showing you on, on your own private routes to anyone else if you've sort of controlled the, the sharing. Mm. But for public routes, it's just a little bit more flexible. So, But yeah, so that's, that's good. That sounds good. It sounds good. I like yeah. it. I like the idea that I can look these things up. I mean, the thing is, with a lot of your um, your own routes on your own training, like quite often, I'll look at mine and there'll be me and you, and you'll be faster. So, mm. so that's that's that. But yeah, yeah, good. On the issue of like privacy and stuff <clears throat> like that, yeah, Fetch has been around for like nearly fifteen years now, um, and when we started, we didn't have privacy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, it was being sort of privacy online was. Uh, not something that was talked about in in the sort of general public, uh, I suppose. Um, and so it's something that's come up a lot more now since all of this talk about the, the big companies scraping your data and people are a lot more aware of it and everything like that. So mm. in a lot of ways, Fetch is kind of retrospectively trying to fit yes. privacy back into all the stuff that we have done. So. Yeah. Um, just to say that if anybody ever has any concerns about anything, I will get onto it yeah. straight away. So do drop me a line if there's ever anything that you're worried about along those lines. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like this was a good balance. So yeah. But yeah. I, I think as as um, Ian says, you know, you that is a a thing that's a very personal feeling, and. I, I know he doesn't mind at all when people contact about that sort of thing, especially if you've got any kind of issue going on in your life and you particularly need things to be private, then, yeah. then of course. So, good. Have you yeah. picked out any 
forum favourites this week? I'm exhausted after that. Yes. Um, yes, um, my favourite thread this week was one that I stumbled on this morning, and it's called Signs, Post Them Here. Um, and it's all about people who've spotted signs that are either creative or have an interesting spelling mistake. Like there was one referring to a bridal path that was spelt like bride as a, as opposed to like horses, but like ladies getting married. Mm. Um, and another one where someone had marked out a grade two listed pothole. <laughs> so there's, there's a nice mixture of funny ones in there. So come along and, and share your favorites as well and, and just have a little look through that thread. Yeah. So I've, I've um, picked out a blog that I thought was really interesting and it's from Ultra Cat. And um, I have just only just picked up on this, actually, and she's been going through the process of dealing with the diagnosis of diabetes um, since about April, I think. She's dealing with it extremely well, and she's blogging about it um, in detail, and it's very interesting. These things can happen to anyone at any point. You can be as fit as you like, and sometimes your immune system just has a wobble and decides that this is your path and um it's it's interesting reading how she's combining training and insulin and sugar and trying to get the balance right um so i'd really recommend that and it would also be nice to um as usual my usual thing is go along and give her a little bit of fetchy support um because it must be also quite hard and despite the fact that her blogs give every impression that she's she's getting on with it in a very positive manner um i think it must be tough there must be tough days so um let's give her a bit of fetchy support there and it's one of those um illnesses and diagnoses i think which can be a little bit misunderstood um so yeah anyway that's my recommendation for the week and ultra cat we're sending you lots of fetchy love um and hope that you can continue to um push on with it in, in the way that you have been there's also, this isn't a, a thread, but this is something I picked up on during the week. There is a race um, in memory of Stephen Price, who you might remember as Pricey. Um, he was a fetchy and unfortunately he died suddenly um, back in the, the tail end of last summer, I think it was. Um, so there is a memorial 10k um, for him. Uh, and I think that's coming up in mid-September and it's around the sort of Derby area. I think it's just kind of like just southwest of Derby. Um, places are limited to 300. Um, but if you remember Pricey um, or you want to take my word for it, he was a, a lovely guy. Met him a couple of times and he was always very encouraging, very friendly, very happy, uh, supported Fetch. Um, so get along to that if you can, everybody. And um, what have you got? Well, I just wanted to mention um, anti-inflammatories. And, and this is one of these subjects that there are probably so many um, papers and researchers out there looking at it. Um, but I just wanted to mention I was reading a paper this week about anti-inflammatories in sport. It is something that I worry about when I hear of people taking anti-inflammatories, either just in case before a race or because they've had a niggle or they've actually got an injury and they're going to take their anti-inflammatories to get them through and it does always worry me a little bit the the paper is quite an interesting one I'm not sure yet whether I'm <laughs> I think it's a public paper so I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to share it somewhere 
Um, but the the findings are quite interesting. Well, there is a tendency to think of the inflammatory process in your body as being bad. Um, so we, you know, we take anti-inflammatories because yeah, we try and use ice to get the swelling down, that kind of thing. So. All- yeah, all of those things. So we look upon inflammation as being um, not a good thing, but inflammation is how your body heals. It is the healing process. It's the same thing. So if you didn't have it, you wouldn't be healing. Yeah. And so that probably tells you a little bit about how anti-inflammatory tablets work. They work to, if you like, dampen down the healing process or dampen down the inflammatory process. And so by doing that, they can actually cause a little bit of a compromise to your healing. So as you're healing, you're not quite getting all of the chemicals that you would normally have because of the anti-inflammatories. And so the paper was suggesting that um, definitely in the case of bone healing, for example, if anti-inflammatories are taken for more than three days, it can delay bone healing. Um, But also in the case of muscles and um, tendons and ligaments, there could also be a little bit of a a delay if you take them for too long. So that was all quite interesting. But what I really liked was the quote at the end of the paper. So the quote I just wanted to mention is, um, there is inflammation without healing, but no healing without inflammation. So your body needs the inflammatory process in order to heal you. And your body is amazing at healing you. And although we're the, the, it is the jury is still out a little bit as to when you should take them and when you should not take them, it is worth just being a little bit careful. And I really, really want you to think if you're taking anti-inflammatories just in case before a race, just have a little careful think about that because your stomach is vulnerable um, and other organs are vulnerable as well. So just mm. just be careful. If your body is trying to actually do something to fix you, yeah, the healing process yeah is is what it does so you shouldn't try and stop that i mean there are there are situations where inflammatories are re- anti-inflammatories sorry are really really useful and i'm not saying do not take them in at all because there are situations where there is inflammation but there isn't actually a healing process process going on um and the body is almost overreacting and that will be causing pain because it brings swelling and chemicals to the area that that irritate nerve endings Right. So there are situations when taking them is really useful and um, really good. But when something is torn um, or broken and the body is actually having to lay down that tissue to, to heal it and make it better, there are times in the healing process when it's not so useful to take the anti-inflammatories because it's reducing the body's ability to bring the chemicals, to bring the swelling, to, to lay down the collagen. Yeah. So... And I've been to lots of talks over the years and and it seems like quite often that the time period when you shouldn't take anti-inflammatories changes. So in this paper, it's talking about um, there's a three day window that it's talking about. But I've also heard that a two day window at the beginning of of the healing process can be a bad time to take anti-inflammatory. So that's the tricky thing about all of this is that the research is it's really difficult to pin it down as to when is the best time to take them and when not. Um, but just to remember really that when you're making the decision as to whether to use some ice or use paracetamol or to use anti-inflammatories, anti-inflammatories are doing something with your body's healing process. They're actually affecting it. Whereas they don't think paracetamol does that as much. 
Um, and ice is really just changing your body's perception of the pain. So it's a painkiller in a very kind of true sense, if you like, because it's literally just slowing down the signals along the nerve endings that are taking the the okay. messages to your brain. So ice is a very kind of simple painkiller. Paracetamol, less less so, um, but along those sorts of lines. And then you've also got your anti-inflammatories, which are actually changing the process. So I suppose that was the main point I was making is make an informed decision. Be careful with your stomach, especially with the anti-inflammatories and racing in particular. Yeah. Because you you have less blood supply to your organs when you're racing hard. Yeah. Quite often, if you're doing a big race, um, you see like gels and stuff over the floor where people have dropped them either by accident or decided to jettison them when they start off. Mm. And there's also quite often um, little snippets of painkillers yeah. and goodness knows what else. Yeah. Whatever, just yeah. lying around the floor where people have just been holding on to them at the start of the race and either taken them then or, or dropped them or whatever. But, yeah. And you think, yeah, I can't I've, imagine wanting to do that. I've definitely seen people taking their sort of pre-race drugs as a kind of matter of course mm. um and heard them talking about it in in the changing rooms and at the race hq and there might be situations where it it's less of an issue because you know for example longer races and ultras people aren't going to be going flat out you know they do eat along the way they are going to be fueling mm. in a you know ultras you have heard people are eating anything from jam sandwiches boiled potatoes all sorts of things so that that's probably a different situation as well but yeah. it's just having the information really and knowing what you're doing really to your body so yeah just a thought i thought we'd bring it up that's been rather longer than i expected but that's right but kind of interesting so if you're listening to this fetchies if you're still listening to this yes um then let us know whether or not you do any sort of performance enhancing <laughs> techniques yeah um i mean no judgment because actually there are some stats in the um, paper about how many um athletes were taking so just one stat that i'm just going to read out and and this is just one race and i you know i'm not saying that it's in, in any way kind of um confirms or denies whether you should use them but in the city marathon of berlin in 2010 49 of the participants took took non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs so that would be your ibuprofen neurofen type drug um but only 11 percent <laughs> only only 11 percent started with pain into the race um and 15 percent took more than one type of non-steroidal so that would be you know maybe an ibuprofen and maybe a, more of a prescription so um, half the people running that marathon took anti-inflammatories yeah. beforehand Yes. <laughs> Shocking hell. I know. I mean, I don't know how they came upon these statistics. And, and there's, a, there's a reference. On there that. is a reference, yeah. So it's an interesting thought that that would be so high. I would not have imagined it myself. So consumption of analgesics before a marathon and the incidence of cardiovascular, gastrointestinal and renal problems, a cohort study. So that was, that was where they got the um, Berlin statistics from. Gosh. Wow, that is unexpectedly enormous. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was, again, the science bit, and we'll move on now to... Um... So here's a bit we like to call Featured Fetchies. 
Isn't that right? It is. Yeah. Um, anyway, so first up, we've got running mum of three boys who is at Bowood House taking part in Run Fest Run. Hiya, this is running mum of three boys recording from Bowood House. It's the inaugural Run Fest Run organised by Chris Evans on Virgin Radio. So in the background, you might hear Steve Cram talking. He's just introducing the um, half marathon that's about to start. So it's super warm. It's about 20 odd degrees today. So I haven't done a lot of running recently. So this is going to be interesting, but it's just about fun and getting around. So today there's going to be a half marathon, a 10k, a 5k. Last night we did a 5k, they had a neon run and we saw Reef and we saw Razor Light. So it's a running festival plus uh, music. It's fantastic, it's lovely. It's really, really, really family friendly. So I'm going to sign off and uh, record again when I've finished the half marathon. So signing out, bye. Hello, this is Running Mum of Three Boys checking in again from Run Fest Run. This time I'm back in the tent. I've done the half marathon. In fact, I did the half marathon yesterday morning and I've only just had the energy to record again. <laughs> um, joking aside, it was a gorgeous half marathon. It was probably the most stunning one I've ever done around the grounds of Bowood House. It's very undulating, lots of ups, lots of downs. It had... It reminded me very much of um, Thunder Run. Also, if anybody has taken part in the Colworth Marathon Challenge um, in Bedfordshire, which actually that's coming up soon at the end of June, and that's a fantastic three-day event, which I'm going to recommend that now. Um, So the Colworth Challenge is five miles on a Friday night, off-road, cross-country. Saturday we have eight miles, I think it's 8.1, and then Sunday you've got a half-marathon um, this is all um, free camping. Oh, it's such a good event. And um, that's organised, I think, by the Col with Striders. That's C-O-L-W-O-R-T-H. Um, check that one out. Anyway, I've digressed a bit. So the half marathon was, oh, it was super undulating. Um, started off thinking, oh, you know, I haven't done a half marathon for a long time. Not unless it's been at the end of a triathlon, as I've kind of switched to the dark side now. Um and um, I was hoping just to get under two hours. Well, that was not going to happen. I think I did about two hours five, two about well, two oh four or something. So anyway, I was pleased with that. I was just pleased to be honest to be able to run thirteen miles. Um, after that, there was a there was a ten k. Like I said, there was the five k. Um, there was a relay in the evening. We had. Ollie Murs on last night. He was fantastic performer, really good. We had Wreath as well. Um, this morning, it's Sunday, it's the last day. And this is the fun part because um, when you come to the event, you get split into four teams. Um, team captains this year, we've got Steam Cram. He's Team Bumblebee. We've got Paula Radcliffe. I think she's Team Ladybird. Um, oh and Colin Jackson and Chris Evans' wife, Natasha. So there's four teams. Um, I'm in Team B, which is Steve Cram, so I've been given a yellow stripy T-shirt. Ladybirds, black and red spots. Um, You can work the rest of it out. So today we've got a 5K race, and um, and we all wear our T-shirts that we've been given for our prospective teams. Um, So that's going to be fun. Although my legs do not want to run 5K. Um... Sorry, I'm really rambling, aren't I? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I really recommend 
all people do run fest run i hope they do it again next year i think they will it's really family friendly it's been gorgeous weather it's been amazing i'm gonna sign off see you soon bye that was a lovely piece it sounded really tough the run that you had to do um but yeah it sounded like a really nice event and um, I'm glad you mentioned Colworth because that's one of one of our local events here and run by a few people that I, I know. Yeah, also not perhaps quite the the A-list celebrities at Colworth as there are at Runfest, but um, Colworth is, an, is a lovely event. And I've done the half marathon uh, of that. It's off-road, two laps, very, very pretty. Um, not a PB course, don't expect that. But, um, yeah, Jigs and Mrs. Jigs have done it before, so I don't know what you're on about with no A-list celebrities. Oh, sorry, I re- I had not realised that. Obviously, there are A-listers there, yeah. and quite often Lakes is there as well. So yeah, oh, boom, there we go. But no, that sounded um, like a really lovely weekend, and um, sounds like you got the weather as well. So awesome, thank you. Yeah, nice. And we've also got a follow-up piece from Lindsay, who has been doing our Project Joker um, plan. So over to Lindsay to find out how she's getting on. Hello, Fetchies. It's Lindsay here. I'm just in the middle of my Project Joker interval session. I decided that this week I would do six intervals because ten intervals was frankly too daunting. Um, So I've done three and I'm taking this opportunity to have a slightly longer rest by recording this for you. I, I'm still not enjoying them, um, and I don't know how well I've done until I get home and upload it, um, but it's raining a little bit, which is quite nice, and the park is very quiet. just seen another runner in a park run 50 top, and uh, I shall go and do my other three and uh, check in with you after that. Okay, here I am again. Six done. That's six times quarter of a mile with two minute walk recoveries. Um, um, I didn't hate them as much as I did last time. Um, I was only close to tears once. Um, six is definitely a better number because I just chopped them up into twos and then I stopped after three, so that was a nice punctuation. Um, I did try Fetch's tip of starting at a jog rather than from a walk or a standing start and that seemed to help, although I'll see when I see the figures. Um, And I have to report a numpty moment because I decided at the last interval I would try Awesome Lazy's technique of turning round and seeing if you can get back past where you started. And halfway through I realised that if you're doing intervals by distance, you're always going to end up... Oh, there's my beep for my end of my walking. You're always going to end up <coughs> back where you started. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, that's it from me. My next running will be part run on Saturday and then the Henley 24-hour race. So very much looking forward to that. Interval's done for this week. Bye. Oh, well done, Linz. Uh That's fantastic. And I'm glad to hear you're not hating them as much as you initially did. So hopefully that, that love of intervals will continue to grow. I never love them whilst I'm doing them. Um, but afterwards, there's a definite sense that you've done something pretty awesome. Uh, and I sympathize with those sort of brain fade moments when you're, you're 
you know, you're thinking that something is going to happen and then your watch or your head finally tells you something completely different. So, um, but when you do fixed distance and you run back to that spot and you think, right, okay, when I reach that bridge, I will have finished. And you get there and your watch says, oh, no, no, you haven't done 400 meters yet. You've got to carry on down to that swan over there. And it's oh, those moments where you just hate the GPS system with a passion, but you've just got to keep digging on, haven't you? So. I really like the fact that um, Linz has adapted the session to her. And I love the fact that she had that, that kind of breather halfway through. I think anything you can do that gives you a little psychological boost is perfect to get you through these tougher sessions. Um, and I know, I know she's, she's obviously admitting there that she's not, not loving them, but mm. you know, she's sticking with, sticking it. with it and that's absolutely awesome. So well done, Linz. Yeah. We're proud of you, girl. Yes. Keep going. Do it for the jokers. And when you look at your, um, sort of monthly analysis, um, and you use the color band things to, to see what percentage of time you spend in each zone, um, because you're doing intervals, you should see a, a little bit of time in that sort of red zone if you set up your your, your sort of thresholds right. Um, and even if you're not doing the whole 10, if you can, over the course of a month, just try and get a little bit more time in that top zone, then it's all going to come out in the wash and it'll all work out for you. So stick with it. Awesome. Yeah. And now we're going to hear some... Exciting. music yeah. it's exciting so there's been a lot of talk about us having a, a theme tune and various people suggesting that they might sort something out for us and finally we've we've got something so um whether this will become our theme tune or not i don't know because i've i've said to how far that um i'll include this on the condition that he makes more because we both just really loved it mm. um so here we go and this is Feeling especially happy today. Yo, yo, yo. Feeling especially happy today. Feeling especially happy today. Feeling especially happy today. Feeling especially happy today.
Well, if you'd have said to me 15 years ago that people would be sampling guests from your podcast and turning them into songs that remind you of some of your own favourite songs, and I'm thinking about stuff like The Orb, Little Fluffy Clouds here, I guess, um, I would have just been totally amazed at that, that idea. And here we are with people making songs for our website so thank you so much i totally loved it um and you loved it as well didn't i you? loved it i loved it it just made me smile yeah. so coming back to our whole smiling thing yeah um yeah i just absolutely loved it i found myself tapping along to it and grinning and just really chuffed and pretty typical of how far actually and just just such a nice guy um he's been around since the early days of the the kind of <laughs> the runner's world naughty thread <laughs> yeah yeah he's i think he's um in the the early thousands in terms of membership ids so he's mm. been around a, a long mm. time mm. um but yeah that was that was brilliant i really would love it if he produced a whole album of those <laughs> with different samples from from the show so yeah no yeah, thank, thank you, you so much we'd love it we yeah. love it. Okay, and that's it for subscribers. So I guess it's just what you're going to do this week, and then we can get out of here. Get out of here. Um, what am I going to do this week? Okay, so one of the big plans for this week is to practice camping, then swimming. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so um, we're very lucky we are going to be able to camp in a friend's garden, which has superb facilities. Um, and uh, even the facilities have a fire if it's uh, if the weather's good. Um, so we're going to do we're going to do that, and then um, so it's at Elsie's garden actually, Elsie Two's, and then we're going to get up on Sunday morning, me and Elsie, and we're going to go over to Box End and do our longest swim yet. So we're going to aim at four kilometres, which is five laps of the small lake. Um, so that's our kind of our proper prep for Bantham because at Bantham we're going to be camping the night before we swim, getting up, swimming around about 7am I think is high tide. Um, so yeah, so that's my big plan for the week. The rest of it is going to be continuing to build on my running. I'd love to play an ace this week and not all jokers. I think realistically there's going to be two jokers and an, and an ace if I'm lucky. Yeah, what do you think your jokers, your ace is going to be? I think if I'm... I think probably the most sensible thing to do would be to do a short long run. <laughs> <laughs> Can 
I call that an ace? If you want, you know, like you were just saying to Linz, you know, you can just yeah. adapt it to suit whatever you So it'll be a long run for based on where you are. So either a short long run or um, a, long, a short slow one. tempo run. <laughs> yeah. Or some intervals without any breaks and, and none of the fast bits. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it will be three jokers again this week, but um, continuing to build. And I think, you know, in all, in terms of coming back from any kind of break or injury, you don't want to do too many things at once. Yeah. So if you're building up your distance, obviously you don't build up your speed at the same time. So I'll, p- I'll pick one, and I think the most likely one will be uh, just building up the distance this yeah. week. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. And you? I'm going to get back on it, so... Aiming for three aces. Yeah, you lazy thing. Get back on it. Yeah. So um, it's a good week for doing it. So hopefully I should get in, hopefully four runs in total. Yeah. um, Three aces, partridge in a pear tree, that kind of thing. Yeah, good. So bring it on. Right, let's go. All right. So uh, thanks for listening. If you're still listening, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave your comments and questions at fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast and um if you want to send us a contribution we'd love that mm. um all other songs welcome as well by the way if you want to do a thrash metal version of, of that yeah. one yeah. um go for it and send your audio contributions to podcast at fetcheveryone.com that's an email address Ooh. right <laughs> and we're off now so um see you later cheery bye bye